Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. Welcome back everybody. We are so excited to be back on here on 729 AM. It is 7 o'clock or 1 past 7 and we are, ha- are having a fun time. How was your weekend, Amadine? Um, It was actually very busy. I had a sermon yesterday, which I think went really well. Um, And I took Saturday off a little bit with some studying. So yeah, it was a productive weekend. And yours? Yes, that's good. I'm glad you rested and had like a lovely Sunday where you preached. My weekend was filled mainly with studying. I have a mountain load of assignments I need to get do- done. And then on Saturday, I attended a friend's birthday dinner. And let me just tell you, I'm not going to name the restaurant, but their service was exceptionally bad (laughs) like it was insane i was so uncertain which way that was going for so long your face gave nothing away it was really one of the worst services and i worked in the service industry for a little bit i've never seen anything like that but anyways we have such a fun show packed up for you guys we have a nice groovy movie a very well-themed what's down in cape town an interesting bible quiz that you may or may not know happy health tips but the bulk of this show today is going to take place a little bit differently we don't exactly have an interview however we will be talking about some covid facts Woo! covid update yes as our covid jingle says that plays in the middle of the show you do not want to follow any fake news or mistruths so we'll be clearing some things up for you guys in case you do not have access to the government's website to just look at these stats <laughs> yourself. But yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're very excited for the show. And we will not be on Facebook Live today, but you guys can still carry on listening. And then by Wednesday, the podcast will be up. And you can find the podcast on our website, www.capepulpit.co.za. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Welcome back to the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. Now, before this section started with our intro, we listened to a little by Lindsay McCall, and I felt like it gave very much 2000s vibes, but I appreciated that. I don't know if it was the 2000s vibe that made me really enjoy that song, but like, it was a bop. I really enjoyed that. So true. So for this week's What's Down in Cape Town, we are centered around markets. So I have three different markets that you guys might want to consider going down to. The first one is the Bluebird Garage Market. Located in the Bluebird, the Bluebird Garage Market is a bohemian themed market that is next to the beach. This market has artists, bakers and brewers gathering together in a vibrant location to sell the fruits of their labor. You can find items like food, books, clothing, jewelry and ceramics. Dogs are indeed allowed in this area but they have to be on a leash. Children are also very much allowed in this area because there's a play area where they can go occupy themselves and have fun while you're shopping till you drop. It opens every Thursday and Friday from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. and you can find it on 39 Albertain Road in Musenberg. Next, we have the Chilled Market at the Range. Located between the Takai Forest and the Constantia Valley is a market that has a vineyard and mountainous views. They have food from all over the world as well as various local beverages. This market has plenty of space for children, but unfortunately, unlike the Bluebird Market, dogs are not allowed, not even on leashes. They have interesting stalls like the Earth Fire Pizza, Wicked Waffles, Dragon Sushi, and many more that are very exotic. This market is only open on Fridays from 4 p.m., well, on Saturdays as well, from 4 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., and then on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It can be found in the Range Function and Conference Center in Open Road, Takai. And then lastly, we have the Freedom Weekend Market. 
This market is in Paul. It has a wonderful area located in the Winelands, and it is a great place for the whole family to go and have some fun. It is a relatively new market. It only opened last year in October, which is nice because they opened after COVID. It's always nice when businesses open after the economic disaster that was coming after the COVID-19 lockdown. So I like that. They have fun stalls like the Baconville. They have cheese, charcuterie platters, loaves by Madam Baker for bread and pastries and many others. And it opens on Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it is located in Freedom Village on 301 Vemus Hook Road in Paul. And that's what we have for this week's What's Down in Cape Town. If you guys, the listeners, have any interesting events that you would like to market or tell us about, you can always contact us and tell us the name of these events and just a little bit of information. Send this information to our WhatsApp line, 81 7916 or alternatively, you can SMS us at 37988. Zoe on 180 degrees. But yeah, let's go on straight into this week's show. It's not an interview, but it's a little bit. We different. should call it like a segment or something. Right? We should sing like a little jingle for it. But it's a little too serious for us to be singing about it. But I'm very excited. This week, we're going to talk about COVID, you guys. The big elephant in the room. It's been with us ever since last year, March. Well, in South Africa, the lockdowns have. But mm-hmm. let's. End of March. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What are coronaviruses? Now, the SARS slash CoV slash 2 virus belongs to a family of single stranded RNA viruses known as the coronavirus, a common type of virus which affects mammals, birds, and reptiles. In humans, it commonly causes mild infections similar to the common cold and accounts for between 10 to 30% of upper respiratory tract infections in adults. Most serious diseases are rare, although coronaviruses can cause enteric and neurological diseases. The incubation period of a coronavirus varies, but it's generally between about two weeks. So that basically means, I guess, it takes two weeks to show up. So if you suspect that you have been infected with it, you should try and quarantine yourself for about two weeks to make sure you don't spread it to anyone else. Now, where did COVID-19 specifically come from? Because I don't think coronaviruses and COVID-19 are exactly the same thing. Like COVID-19 is a coronavirus, but not every coronavirus. It's a variant, but it's not the like overhead enemy. Yes, totally. It is currently unclear where the viruses come from. Originally, the virus was understood to have originated in a food market in Wuhan, China, and subsequently spread from animal to humans. Oh, the amount of diseases that have spread from animals. It's so sad. Some researchers claim that the cross-species transmission may have been between a snake and a human. However, this claim is being contested. Mammals such as camels and bats have been implicated in previous coronavirus outbreaks, but it's not clear which exactly the animal it came from. The name COVID-19, actually I didn't know this, comes from an abbreviation. The CO stands for corona. The VI stands for virus, the D stands for disease, and formerly this disease was just referred to as like the 2019 novel coronavirus or 2019 NCOV. I'm guessing that's what the scientists call it, called it. They're not very creative. And anyways, I got all of that information from pharmaceutical/journal.com. So if you'd like to check it out and read more about it, you are free to do that. All right, so um, I'm going to give you guys a couple of stats about COVID-19. 
So currently, the world cases or the number of confirmed ca- confirmed cases stands at 168 million cases. We're almost at 170 million cases. Oh my. Um, the top three is currently USA, India, and Brazil, with France and Turkey following close by. Turkey. Turkey, yeah, Turkey is currently at 5 million cases, which is a lot less than USA's uh, almost 34 million. Um, India is currently at 27 million. Wow. So I think we're quite lucky in South Africa. We currently have 1.6 million cases confirmed. Um, we're almost at, we're almost at 1.7. We're about 50,000 out from that. But they are the provinces in order of highest to lowest. Uh, of confirmed cases is Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal, the Western Cape, the Eastern Cape, Free State, Mpumalanga, Northwest, Limpopo, and the Northern Cape. Wow. So, yeah, um, I think Gauteng is sitting at 450,000 cases, whereas the Northern Cape is sitting at 50,000 confirmed cases. Wow. So there's actually like a big difference between the two. That is so true. That means most of us most likely know someone who has been affected by COVID-19. If you know someone or you yourself have been affected by COVID-19 and you feel comfortable sharing with us any experience you might have, Amorain and I will share later on in the show about how we've been affected by it. If you would like to do the same, please WhatsApp us, whether you want to send us a voice note or a message. Just send us a message at 081-729-1657 or SMS us at 37988. We would love to hear from you guys, anything you'd like to talk about. Okay, so I have some more stats for you guys. So interestingly enough, we have conducted 11.5 million tests, Mm -hmm. COVID tests. And the positive test, as I said before, was 1.6 million. So we actually have a very high rate of negative testing so far. Um, and 1.5 million people have recovered. We have about 56,000 deaths so far from COVID. Okay, that's very interesting. I remember a couple weeks ago when I was discussing COVID with some friends, and we discussed about how very few people fortunately seem to die. Every life is precious, though, and we do mourn the death of people who are passing because of COVID. But I guess in a weirdly morbid way, it's nice to know that you might still have a chance. Because in the beginning of corona, I don't, no one really understood the virus very mm. well. No one knew what the mortality rate was. Exactly. I remember Bill Gates or his wife said that she had a vision of Africa and there were, the streets were filled with bodies because she thought we thought the mortality rate would be so high. The and Americans. The Americans, literally. And then we went and showed them that we know how to handle corona. And now they have the highest cases. But what is what is really tragic is I've heard of some families almost completely being wiped out right? by COVID. And I don't know how you'd emotionally deal with that. Mm-hmm. Having lost everyone you really knew or grew up with. Luckily, everyone I know that's had COVID so far has recovered. But some of my dad's friends have died from COVID. Yes. Um, some friends of friends have died of COVID. It, it is still a really important issue. No, it really is. We all have to be safe. You have to continue... Um, social distancing, wearing masks, having hand sanitizers, and then incubating ourselves when we are sick. That is still very much important. Uh, And I'd like to um, quickly run through about six myths. Um, I got all of my information um, from the government's website that you can find about that. So if you Google something like COVID-19 South Africa, you'll get to the government's website. So the first myth is vaccines will alter your DNA. 
Fact is, the vaccine will not change your DNA. The vaccine contains mRNA, messenger RNA. RNA is the messenger that carries instructions from the DNA and translates it into protein. After mRNA has performed its function, it gets into the muscle cell and then gets degraded. There is no change in the DNA. So I think that's a very big one that people should remember. The next myth is we don't know what is in the vaccines. Fact is, we do know what is in the vaccines. Vaccine manufacturers are required to declare their ingredients before the vaccine is approved for use. Despite theories circulated on social media, they do not contain microchips or any form of traffic tracking device. If they did contain such items, they would not be authorized to distribute the vaccine. Also, I don't think we actually have the capacity to create like microchips for so small. And the fact of the matter is, is everyone's in any case carrying microchips with them in their phone. So true. So true. And so, every, sorry, fam, you already have it on you. We, it's too late. It's like when everyone was leaving WhatsApp like a year ago because they were like, oh, my goodness, WhatsApp's going to track us. Like WhatsApp's been tracking you. You have a Google account, guys. Right? You have Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Even if you leave Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you have a smartphone. They already know. It's too late. Do you know what it's is? Too late. Do you know what is really scary though? Is I'm not sure where you can find it in Google Maps, but my brother-in-law showed me like you can go track your own movements, like yeah. the phone's movements, up to quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You can just check it out on your phone. I'm like, why is my phone storing my movements? Bruh, it's insane. So the next myth is five about 5G mobile networks, and the fact is that 5G mobile networks do not spread COVID-19. Viruses cannot travel on radio waves or mobile networks. COVID-19 is spreading in many countries that do not have 5G mobile networks. COVID-19 is spread through respiratory droplets when an infected person coughs, sneezes or speaks. People can also be infected by touching contaminated surfaces, then their eyes, mouth or nose. Mm. The next myth is, I already had COVID-19, I will not benefit from taking the vaccine. Mm. The fact is, is even if you've had COVID-19, you can still benefit from taking the vaccine. We don't know yet how long natural immunity to COVID-19 lasts. Right now, it seems that getting COVID-19 more than once is not common, but there are still many questions that remain unanswered. The CDC, which is the American Center for Disease Control, recommends that those who have had COVID get the vaccine. There is preliminary evidence that the vaccine offers better protection than having had the virus. And I know there is an American university, um, I think it's Yale, that's mm-hmm. currently doing a study on um, people getting transplants like kidney transplants and their reaction to the vaccine. And it seems like in some people who have had um, transplants that the vaccine isn't that effective. So it's still good for as many people as possible to get the vaccine for that herd immunity to protect people like that who can't yeah. benefit from the vaccine. The next myth is you can test positive because of the vaccines. You cannot test positive because of the vaccine. That is the fact. There's no live virus in the vaccines, so it can't infect you. Basically, the vaccines stimulate our immune system to produce antibodies which fight the virus when it enters your body. The last myth is we've kind of discussed before. There is a microchip in the (laughs) vaccine. The fact is there is no microchip or tracking device or of any kind in either vaccine. Vaccine manufacturers are required to declare their ingredients to the SAHPRA before the vaccine is approved for use. Despite theories circulated on social media, they don't have any form of microchip in them. So please don't be worried about that when getting the vaccine, guys. If you are eligible to register, please do. Please go out and get that vaccine. 
Mm. I know the Western Cape is currently, I think, um, vaccinating 60-year-olds and older. And I know some medical students and medical personnel are still getting the vaccine as well. So if you guys can get it, please do. Yeah, it seems like a, a good choice you should make for your health. Let's talk about some things that have affected people who have had COVID-19, like bodily affections. So because the disease kind of blew up about a year ago, there aren't many observable cases of what happens long term because we literally just have not had that much experience with it. However, many people who have had COVID-19 have experience and these these damages don't seem to be very widespread because once again, we don't have enough time or data to say this, but some case, some people have recorded having some internal damages to some of their organs, like their lungs, brains, liver. They have low iron cells, increased levels of phlegm in their body. However, 80% of people who have COVID-19 fully recover, not just by being healthy, but by not having any of these damages. And I've spoken to a few people who have had COVID and they say, oh, yeah, I still can't smell. Or tasting food, it, it still tastes a bit different. And we don't know how much longer they're going to be like this. There are many different ways that they get affected, like digestive systems, kidneys, heart, blood vessels. Some people with severe and critical dangerous immune system issues, blood clotting responses, just a lot of damage that happens to their body. It's actually insane. Yeah, I know one of my mentors who had COVID-19 previously, um, the last time I chatted to him said like he'd been like healed for six months. He's been fine. But the fatigue is still so constant. Like he is a very active person, does yoga every day, but he just doesn't have the energy he used to. And I know him as one of the most energetic people <laughs> I know, but he, he and his wife had it and they're just not at the energy levels they were. So they're struggling with that symptom, but I think from all the symptoms you can have, like the fatigue is probably the better one rather than permanent lung damage for the rest of your right. life. That's pretty insane because like, I was reading up a story about a woman specifically as I was researching for today's topic and it's just insane. Like They did like a, a screening of her organs and that's how she found out. I would like to say that like I, there are some things, according to the internet, I... Do, did not write down the website, but I have been doing some of these things to try and help myself, like some vitamins. It's very in tune with the happy health tip, not this week's happy health tip, but just our happy health tips generally, because we do emphasize, you know, being healthy and having certain vitamins. Like one of them is vitamin D, which mm. you can get from the sun. Which we've spoken about before. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. Very easy to get. Another one is zinc. My family has been taking supplements. However, please do not use these as a substitute for medication. Yeah, these yeah. are not, we are not your doctors yeah. prescribing vitamins to combat COVID. Mm -mm. We are suggesting, oh, these are for general health. Yes. Please take them. Mm -hmm. They might help with some COVID symptoms. Yeah. We're not doctors, though. Go to your doctor, get tested, get treated, yeah. get that vaccine if you can. We're literally not even medical students, so <laughs> it's fine. These We're are a duomini and a lawyer. Exactly. I don't even know how to do math. But these things that I'm mentioning to you will build up your immune system generally, so it'll help you fight other viruses like colds or influenza. Zinc is also another good thing that's good for immune cell development. And... Then vitamin C, obviously, from like lemons and stuff. 
and various citrus fruits. And then the last one is a very interesting one. It's called elderberry. Ooh. I'd never heard about it. But I've heard about it in teas. Really? Mm. Hmm. So that's a nice place you can get it in your tea. It's been used to treat viruses for a little bit of time, for a long time, in test tube studies. And it demonstrates potent antibacterial and antiviral potential against bacterial pathogens responsible for upper respiratory tract infections, as well as certain strains of influenzas. So yes, please get vitamins. Please get supplements. Take them daily. Eat fruits more. It'll help you in the long run. Yeah, I think this is just a call generally to look at your diet and any mm-hmm. or any vitamin deficiencies yeah. you can you, you may have. I know you can do blood tests to check your vitamin deficiencies, but I think that's quite expensive. Yeah. So I think just across the board, check out which vitamins you need, check out which you're maybe not getting that much of, just for your general health, not just for COVID purposes, but for you and being the best you you can be. Yes. Now let's go straight on into the mystery Bible quiz. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Welcome to the Mystery Bible Quiz section of the show. We have a fun one for today, don't we? I, I think I say that literally every week before the Bible Quiz because I'm just like, you will never believe what today's question is. <laughs> so true. So today's Mystery Bible Quiz is what did Jesus do to heal the blind man's eyes? And the answer to this specific question you can find in John 9 verse 6. Mm-hmm. So as you guys are busy flipping to your Bibles to that specific verse in the New Testament, please enjoy No One Higher by North Point Inside Out. And as you find the answer, please, like Amarain said, WhatsApp us at 081-79-1657. We'd love to hear from you. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. We asked you guys a question. So the question we asked you was, what did Jesus do to heal the blind man's eyes? And the answer to that, as I said before, could be found in John 9, verse 6. And this is actually one of my favorite, like, <laughs> Bible quiz questions in the Bible. So let me just roll in straight into giving you guys the answer. So Jesus spat on the ground, made clay out of the dirt and spit, and applied it to his eyes, then asked the man to wash it, to wash it off of his face. And after that, he could see. Mm. You wouldn't just let anyone spit on you, but if Jesus, well, Jesus didn't, like, technically spit on him. Well, according to the translation, maybe. Because I feel like I've read this scripture, and he spat on the person's eyes. I think it depends on the version, and I think there are other retellings of this as well. Yeah. But I have mixed feelings about Jesus inadvertently spitting on someone, Mm -hmm. but it is Jesus, and he could see again. Yes. This is not a COVID-safe safe health tip don't let people be spitting on the dirt and rubbing it in your eyes Mm-mm. but i thought for that comedic reason it was a fit bible quiz question for this week it really was it's fit in quite well now in connection with covid we were talking about covid and busting some myths and giving you some background about the virus but we just wanted to end off strong and Talk about some ways in which we have actually been affected by COVID. Yeah, because COVID has had lots of like physical and economical um, effects on the world. But COVID has also had lots of emotional and academic effects on the world. Very true. Especially to the two of us being students. So Zoe, strangely enough, has a positive 
effect of COVID in her academic life? Yes, as you guys know, um, or if you didn't, I'm about to tell you, I study through UNISA and Generally, um, UNISA did not have Microsoft team classes or anything like that. We'd have certain classes that we could have at the campus, which is in Belleville. But with COVID locking down most of the institutions, we, those classes became in, well, we couldn't do them anymore because we couldn't get on campus. The UNISA campus here in Cape Town only allows 25 people on board. Oh, so, wow. That's very little. Yeah, I haven't been to campus in over a year because every time I try to book a space, I'm always too late. So they have now instituted Microsoft Team classes. So I have a lot of modules, about six of my 10 modules off of those classes. And it's very beneficial for me. I enjoy getting to speak to my lecturers. And I think that's helping me in the long run. I haven't written any exams or tests or gotten the results of any of my assignments back. But I feel like I am understanding the work a lot better because I have access to these discussion classes. So I'm very happy about that. It's, I guess, a silver lining in a very dark cloud. But on the flip side, like to me, someone who's used to face to face classes, COVID has had a very uh, I'm mixed because my marks last year were really good. But I think the amount of stress I walked away with, like there were very few assignments I handed in on time last year because I was so burned out all the time with the emotional stress and being stuck at home and never being able to go outside. Mm -hmm. And I can see I'm I'm a student assistant in our Old Testament department and we can see in the marks the students are getting this year, especially the first and the second years, who have never really written on campus exams or anything or tests or anything. We can see the trend is that their marks are a lot lower than we used to. And I think the stress of just writing in person again versus everything being online for so long, because the first years of this year were the matrics of last year, mostly. And they had a very challenging last year and then to transition to university, a very emotional period in and of itself. And I to suddenly have things in person and to write in person again. But your classes are mixed medium kind of. Mm. So there's slots you'd book to go to class because you have 140 first years and not all of them can fit into a class together. So some people are still online. The option is still available should you have COVID yourself or should you still be social distancing? Should you just not be comfortable coming to campus? So the option for online classes is still there, but there is physical classes. So I just think it's a very difficult period to be students. I think it's easier for the older students because mm. they already have that work ethic that how to do university built in. But for the first years, this is, I think, a very difficult period. Yeah, I mean, we've never really seen work like this. So the fact that they have to be the ones to kind of be the guinea pigs and test it out. And it's not ideal at all to have to study, especially on a university level, with these conditions. But yeah, we are praying for you guys. We hope that you can find the nice equilibrium between studying and it's going to be hard because no one knows what to do because, like I said, we are doing this for the first time, but we are praying for you here at 180 Degrees. But remember as well, there's lots of help available for you guys yes. as well. Reach out to your student assistants, reach out to your professors. Um, I think the universities, depending on your university, also has programs available for help. And just attend classes as far as possible, mm -hmm. guys. I know skipping classes can be nice, but that's something we saw with our first and second years. Attend those classes, watch the recordings, do your best, and I think you'll be rewarded. Indeed. Now let's go into the happy health tips. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. 
It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. And we are here on the Happy Health Tip. And I am actually interesting how many of the segments today are all interconnected. Well, I suppose we did pick COVID as our topic. So it was really int- it, it was really easy to integrate the whole show into this one overarching theme of COVID. Mm. I think mm. we should try and do theme shows again yeah. in the future and just see if everything can slot in. It's so much fun. So the Happy Health Tip for this week is preventative tips for COVID. So these are also from the government's websites. These are generally also the the things that they tell us to follow on campuses. So listen up. Wash your hands regularly with soap or an alcohol-based sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Cover your cough, cough or sneeze with a flexed elbow or a tissue. Then throw the tissue in the bin. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. Mm, that's very important. Here in the studio, we even do some of those things. I think we actually do all of these things in the studio. All yeah. the tables and chairs that are touched are disinfected after every show. We all wear masks on the way in. The studio itself is socially distanced. Luckily, we have microphones, so mm-hmm. we're not sharing one, so we can no, do no. the show without uh, face coverings on. But please, guys, remember these rules. And if you're sitting in classes or in exams, that's an issue we've had on campus. Please remember to wear your masks the whole time. It's inconvenient, but it is a necessary thing. Indeed. Tweet us at IamYMovement. So we just listened to Alive in You by Jesus Culture, and it was quite a fun one. I'm a big fan of Jesus Culture. I haven't listened to their music in so long, so it's nice to rediscover them again. Right. I always, I love their album that they released in 2014. That's my favorite one of theirs, actually. See, I'm so, like, I'm 25 years old, right? But emotionally, I feel so old. I listen to the oldest gospel music, so I was laughing at me. <laughs> because Above All is my go-to song. It's my favorite. She's like, it's so old. Mm, I mean, it's good, but it's old. <laughs> you you picked My Fair Lady for this week's movie, and you stay in that movie. I do, yes. But I know modern movies, too. Oh I know modern <laughs> okay. I'm Afrikaans. We don't we don't gospel in the church. I don't actually know what you're saying. Let me not lie to myself. My favorite Afrikaans song I think we sing in the church is Lofa Meditroma, which I know sounds super old, but like it's in it's, your alley. It's such a good song. When it's sung properly, do you know symbols those big? Yes. Like if it's sung properly, it has that or like tambourines and people are like, it's such a joyful praising song. It's one of my favorites. Like, I am that kind of person that enjoys Afrikaans church music. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that it's there. It's not a dying like old soul. Love that. My goodness, we are currently at the bottom of the hour, you guys. It is two minutes to eight, and we are here. We finished the show, and don't worry, guys. We have some exciting news for you. Actually. This is our last show as a twosome because next week. The one and the only Inga Stoffels will be back with us on 180 Degrees Airwaves. And we are so excited to have her on. I'm so excited to finally meet her. Yes, she's so lovely. You will love her. I've been working here since April and I still haven't met Inga. I'm so excited for a meeting before the show. Yes, she's been doing the mom things. So you guys had better tune in next week. It's going to be a very exciting, very fun show. Inga will be back. 
We will be here with you guys. We'll have a fun interview planned for you. Everything will not be about COVID, but it'll still be grand. Watch us try and figure out the dynamic with three people. Oh, that'll be fun to see. (laughs) This has been 180 Degrees. Signing Signing out. out.